How are you? Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm good, my brother. I'm good now. I'm good now. I got the connection right. Where are you? What's up? Where I got Christian here with me, too. <laughs> What's up? How's it going? can't hear anything sir for some reason the connection's really rough i'm trying to figure this out can you hear me i can yeah. hear you now yeah is that better where are you guys way better i'm actually in la right now we're in la at our uh, studio yeah we're at the headquarters right now <laughs> sweet oh i want to thank you guys for both hopping on this this is uh uh leon and chris so you guys know this is my series we uh been doing it for a few years called self-made I get to interview lots of fun people that, that you know, from Rick Ross to Post Malone to Russ. That's amazing. Uh, That's to, dope. <laughs> to uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Muggsy Bogues and Warren Sapp and cool people who've made it. I, I, the, it's all about getting there. And I ask the same question. I start out the interviews. Uh, Leon and Chris, what, is, what does self-made mean to you both? What does that mean? Man, well, I mean, for me, self-made means perseverance, patience. It means, you know, being able to truly believe in yourself through the down periods just as much as you believe in yourself through the wings. And, um, you know, for me, I've definitely had a really big team and an amazing family and support system. So I don't necessarily consider myself all the way self-made, but there are certain elements of that self-made title that, that definitely apply to me because I've, I've always fought through the, through the lows and just, you know, stayed at it you feel me yeah. chris how do you, what do you feel about that i feel uh i feel being self-made is uh you know definitely using the resources around you other people around you um that obviously help us and you know everybody that that's that's in great positions um to better yourself, but also to create other opportunities for other people, right? I, I don't feel like it's, um, like, you can't water yourself to grow, you know? You have to put yourself in, in uh, I like that. situations um, to be watered by other people, you know? And I think having a greater understanding of relationships is, you know, to me is what being self-made is about, rather than it just being a self-serving purpose, you know? Exactly. No, exactly. I get you. Leon, you, using you, because you were so young when you got into, I'm going to say business. When I say business, I mean being known. Um, who who pushed that? Who, who, I have a who, really, really interesting story because, you know, my whole journey started on Broadway in New York. You know, I'm from Brooklyn originally. And um, I did three Broadway plays um, from the age of 10 to 13. And my family was very, you know, instrumental in, you know, making that happen for me. And it was the thing that kind of, you know, um, propelled me into doing films and TV shows right after doing Color Purple on Broadway. Um, I was able to uh, usher into working with Robin Williams. Uh, and it was a big Warner Brothers picture. It was my first time doing red carpets and really like enjoying like, you know, social media too at that time. MySpace was out around that time. And, um, you know, I was able to kind of build from there to work with Nickelodeon. And that was the perfect platform to kind of just really, really push out everything we were uh, truly working on that at that time and and uh you know nickelodeon definitely helped kind of just you know facilitate a lot of the the creative aspects of my my growth in the beginning did is 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 was acting something you wanted to pursue was that in your like oh, yeah. where did I mean, that come from at 10 years old where the hell does that come from 
my grandfather. It comes from my grandfather. My grandfather was on Broadway, and um, you know he did uh, Hello Dolly, and he did you know a lot of different pieces back in the day. And 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 you know for me, just looking up to him, seeing what he could he could accomplish, just let me know that it, it was possible. And you know my young brain was like, well, if it's possible for him, you know, at an older age, it can it can happen for me at a young age. And I just really believe that. And uh, my mom's friend actually saw me out when I was just kind of singing, singing about at one of their rehearsals. And she was like, man, you should really audition for Lion King. And that's what that's what kind of ended up happening. Just relationships around me were, were able to kind of, you know, give me the right opportunities to, to, to kind of push forward. What was, if you remember, if there even was such a thing, was there... Was there something that you liked that was there a feeling that you that you liked in the sense of whether it's an audience or whether it's uh, being another person, another character? Was there something out there that, that, that just embraced you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, doing live shows, I mean, we were doing eight shows a week around that time. So, you know, for me, just 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 being involved with something that was making people smile that consistently, seeing people truly truly happy about the product um in the moment definitely prepared me for later on when you had to kind of wait for the response with a movie or a tv show and um really made me grateful for the the the, the call and response energy you get from a live a live situation did, did it feel it's because it, it's not, i talked to i'm going to use another young star bow wow as an example who i interviewed um and and he he told a story about he wanted to be a stand-up comic. That's what he wanted to do. He did really? he did voices. <laughs> he just thought he was funny. That's crazy. But, <laughs> but but that's where it started. Like yeah. and it turned into something else. Has it ever turned for you? Has it has it did it turn into something else or is it kind of you're turning it yourself, if you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I've been turning it myself. I've definitely been the 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 one who's who's very ambitious with all of my creative ideas so you know for me when i was 18 years old i decided you know what i was watching all of these jermaine dupree videos online he was doing he had this series called living the life yep. and you kind of see into the lifestyle of what a very successful producer was and at that time for me i was just like man i gotta get into these studios and figure it out and and around that same time i met chris yep. and we really hit it off creatively to the point where I was spending like, you know, six days a week just consistently pumping out new tunes, working under Babyface. And that was one of those situations where I really let passion lead the way. And um, it, in, a, in about a couple of years, we were able to, you know, reach, reach the status of winning a Grammy um, working on a Tony Braxton and Babyface's duet album. But, but using, I'm just, I'm curious, because it it's a reality check, like watching Jermaine produce what did you think producing meant at that time you know what i mean well what i really liked about it is that him and jante austin who was a, another really successful songwriter used to always speak about the storytelling process and some of the hit songs that they they had made um from the past and and, and how they were able to use real life situations and 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 actually bottle that up and turn it into records itself and for me, that's exactly what Chris and I started doing, working under, uh, you know, Babyface and, 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 and under the, the, the reigns of Tony Dixon, who, who, who built a, a very, very crazy catalog in the R&B space. So we learned from some real legends, man. And, but was it, because again, I, I find it interesting. To me, you, you've got so many different 
things under your belt already. And mm -hmm. I, I, I used to think when I was younger, Jesus, I'm, I have too many ideas. There's <laughs> yeah. too many things I want to fucking do. Uh -huh, yeah. And if I could just focus on one. So now all of a sudden you've been in front of the camera, you, you, you're, you're enacting, you're on stage, you're mm -hmm. TVs. And now, you know what? I want to produce for other people. How does that take over? Like, how do you now want to give other, another person your inspiration? If you know what I mean? Well, here's, here's, here's the winning in all. You know, I learned a long time ago from reading a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the importance of residual income. And for me, as a creative, I saw publishing as a great way to attack that and genuinely get something on this earth that is mine, that I own. And right now I own 100% of my masters and I've been, you know, working hard to, you know, figure out my next publishing situation. And I'll be completely honest, like, I'm in a really amazing um, situation with all the leverage I've been able to, to build working with artists like Drake, uh, working with Ariana more recently. We got a number one record sure. on the arts right now. And I think more people should really look into different ways that they can retain residual income like that in true ownership. Because as creatives, I feel like sometimes we can get caught up just always, you know, performing for the lights. But it's, it's, it's also very important to own something. And right now I built something that I own. Does it, does it, and I think that's, I think it's fantastic. Um, does it make you feel like, because to me, looking, hearing that, it makes you, it makes me think you control your destiny. Whether it's a song you want to put out yourself. Exactly. Or a song you want to give to somebody else. Whether it's a song that you want to control and dictate, you know, what happens to it. Your, hell, you can play the instruments, you can do everything. As long as you know you can put it all together, it's yours. Is that what, it's, is that what it feels like? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, working with Chris, we built an amazing rapport with a lot of the different labels. And right now we're kind of transferring also into executive moves as well, signing new producers, new artists and finding ways to like cultivate opportunities through all of our relationships as well, simultaneously while we stay on the creative end. And I think that's going to be a positive attribute moving forward. Once again, just retaining as much residual income as we can. Well, how did you, Chris, how did you guys hook up? Uh, we hooked up, so I I was at Babyface's studio. Uh, I was being mentored by him and Tony Dixon, who is his partner, um, uh, probably since I was about 17. And uh, I was there for a few years, and Leon actually came by as an artist. Uh, he was working on an artist project, and um, we just kind of hit it off. Well, we had a mutual friend that I was working with in the A room, uh, and, and, and Leon was in the B room. And uh, we, we, you know, he was like, oh, you got to check this guy out. And I was like, all right, cool. Have him come by. And he just never left. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know? How long has it been now? Almost eight, nine, nine years. Yeah, Almost nine eight. years now. Nine years. So, yeah. so I work with my brother and I'm guessing even though he and I are family and you're not, the similarity is, uh, it's that ultimate trust. You're yeah. bringing, you've exactly. got somebody else who's there with you who, you know what, if it's a stupid idea, he'll tell you. If it's a great idea, he'll tell you. Exactly. Um, yeah. is, is that what you both see? Is that the value here? Yeah, most definitely. It, it makes it easy. You know, I, I, I trust Leon with my life. You know, I mean, literally, I mean, you know, we got our, working with somebody so closely in music and, and, and business, you got the other person's got your life in your hand. If, if I bail, it, it has an effect on him. If he drops a ball, it has an effect on me. So it kind of keeps that, that synergy of 
you know, um, of, you know, just, just, just having each other's back. Exactly. Is, is, do you got, have you, do you guys set goals? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember we had a conversation. It, 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 it's actually been replaying in my head a lot lately. We had a conversation probably like two years ago, two and a half to three years ago, talking about how we'll be able to, you know, really implement a sound within the industry. And right now we've been able to influence a whole production style that's being used by a bunch of different people and, and, and is being cut by a bunch of different artists from us. And, you know, that's a really big moment. That's a pyramid in my mind because it's something that's culturally always going to be remembered. And it, it, to me, the goal is, it's like anything. It's, it's that herd mentality. You, you got to get to the point of people contacting you now, right? Exactly. Out to you. People want you, you know, versus the other way. Exactly. Am I right? Yeah. 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 Are you are you producing songs based on the artists that you want to work with, or 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 is it you? You know what? This feels right. Let's let's go find somebody who makes sense. We, I think, I think from a production standpoint, we don't chase people. We do not chase. We don't say, "Hey, we want to do a song for Beyonce or this person or that person." We just do what we do. And then when the opportunity produce, presents itself, we, we just we, we go off the vibe of that artist that we're in. Because most of our, our placements uh, happen in the room. You know, I say about 95% of them happen in the room. With the actual artist. With the actual artist. So we'll get while, while you're creating. Exactly. Yeah, while we're creating, yeah. So we're, we're we don't ever send in. stuff out. You know, I mean, some guys make beats and they send stuff out. But I think because we're, so, like Leon was saying earlier, we're so involved with the storytelling process. It's customized. It's like you come to us, you get a custom tailored suit. You don't go to suit mm. supply. You get a you get a you get a, exactly. a fly ass suit, you know, uh, or dress or whatever from us. So, um, and but you go in. But do you go in like like I I got this brand Bel Air and uh, which is it's a big brand. My inspiration with Bel Air was Beyonce. Swear to God, on my life. <laughs> It was, but I have nothing to do with her. But she was. Sometimes you need that inspiration. Like, yeah, do you, yeah, do you, exactly. do you go in knowing yeah, like? Yeah, we definitely call inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, but I think in the music world, there's there people get caught up on trying to chase rather yeah, than being exactly. inspired by you know and, and doing something that's inspired. You know, we say, oh man, we like this Mariah Carey song. Let's do something that was in that world and keeps it up. Or we like this Wu Tang record. Let's do some drums like that. Exactly. Or, you know, or Michael Jackson, whatever. Prince, you know, mm -hmm. but instead of saying, "Hey, we're gonna do a bunch of stuff for the Migos or, or the yeah, Migos that yeah. sound like that," that if they don't take it, nobody else can do. Exactly, you're kind of just screwed. With the, with <laughs> the you, for just one artist, what? what? What do you do? What do you do when when an artist is, you know, I'm I'm just not feeling it. It's not for me. Keep, move on. Keep, keep move shooting. on. Yeah, you can't shooting. take it personal. You exactly. Know, in business, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. In business, I mean, you know, you just can't take it personal. I think when you start off, and you know, I can speak for myself. When we were first first starting off, you know, and things wouldn't go a certain way. You're young, you're immature, you don't understand that it's business and that, you know, things may be getting taken personal. But I think you built that skin. It's like Leon's a phenomenal guitar player. When you first start playing guitar, your hands will bleed, they'll crack, they'll hurt. But then you build callus and you can just pick up and play at any time you want, you know. And I think building that callus, that thick skin, uh, kind of helps you survive, you know, the the and change your perspective from taking critiques as being personal, somebody's preference as a personal type of music. So, exactly. so, so take the reverse. What happens when you're dealing with an artist? You, you know, you guys want to work together, but you know what? They're, they're just being difficult. They're being a diva. They're, they're not 
they're not listening. They're not they're not taking your direction. How do you do how do you deal with it? Do them. Yeah, let Never them do them. But to be honest, I don't really think we work with a lot of assholes. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't really tolerate that. I think our our like A type personalities don't really like lend too well to people like you know trying that shit. <laughs> I, 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 how was working with Russ? Um, you know, working with Russ, everything was kind of virtual. So we were working through Boy Wanda, who's an amazing mentor and now managing us as well as a production company. Yeah. So uh, he's been very helpful in just ushering in a lot of really great opportunities. And Russ happened to be one of them. Yeah. But, Russ I, I, but for example, I love Russ. I, I think he's fantastic. And, and I think he's, he is, I'm old, but he's who I ultimately I'd love to be is that Fuck it, I'm gonna tell you how I fucking feel and too bad. Like, is that a is that a fun relationship to work with? You know what I mean? I mean, for us, we're 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 just super easy going and laid back. I feel like every session we end up doing usually ends up being a good vibe because we're we're good at making friends with the artists in real life because I I mean I think for me as in an artist myself, I, I look at them as peers. So so it's yeah always kind of coming from that aspect of peers i never really come in feeling like a private chef you know what i'm saying like yeah it's no it makes sense playing a, a game of you know writing a song and coming up with a concept and the best idea wins and if you're not in the mood today all good we can do another session next week but i feel like people definitely come to us with respect is there a genre of music that you think you'd play better in that you want to work better that you that you could do more for well you know for me I, I was I was born into the world of R and B, you know. So I know for us working with great artists like Ella May, um, you know, and even Ariana with a lot of the stuff that she's been kind of leaning into in the R and B lane, I feel like we can definitely stretch and work with vocalists that can that can kind of handle a little bit more than four chords, you know, and 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 really start 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 really attacking more musical concepts as well. You know, I'm like a big fan of uh, the production duo Dre and Vidal. And uh, Andre Harris is a, a really good friend of mine. They produce Butterflies for Michael Jackson and, you know, Jill Scott and Music Soul Child. And kind of watching his process, too, dealing with, like, a lot of live instrumentation is, is kind of what we've been implementing on some of our newer R&B records. What, what's your, both your thoughts on, let's call it up and coming versus established, who, you'd, who you want to work with? Um, up and coming versus established. I I think um I think you win bigger with up and coming. I think that it, it, if if you if you land if you break somebody uh that's up and coming, um you kind of attach yourself to that legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more. Right? Um I don't know if you're a fan of basketball. Yeah. You know, you look at like the Bulls in the first three championships, it was very important for them to keep that core team together. Exactly. You know, they wanted to keep, they needed Scotty, they needed, they needed to keep that <laughs> team together to win those other championships. And it was very important for them. Um, and I think when you're part of the first win, um, people always remember that. And it may be the next album, it may be four or five, six, seven albums down, but you're still a part of that legacy. I feel like are you work with a are you are you on that note? Are you guys looking for for up and coming? Do you want to find your own and 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 nurture them? Because the reason I say that is, and Chris, I I feel you on that note. I I just think, you know, at least nowadays with the ability to get songs out, that hungriness, that ability to do things, to get shit done, to be able to 
to to mold somebody it's so much easier with an up and coming versus an established person who just has these expectations that I'm not willing to listen. I'm not willing to try. You know what I mean? And you're also chasing something that somebody else created, right? Yeah. Like if, if you go to an artist that was broken or blew up by, by somebody else, you know, nine out of 10 times, they're trying to chase that success, especially if it was a massive record. Exactly. So you're not really allowed the reins to be fully creative yourself. Whereas if you do what you do with the new artist and it breaks, you know, I mean, it's your world. You created, you set the tone, you set the scene. You don't have to conform to somebody else's stuff. Can you but imagine I, you? Can you imagine you guys signing your own artists? Oh yeah, someday, yeah, 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 for sure, most definitely. And 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 I think you know, for us, we've also been very good at working with artists that we know are gonna blow as well. I mean. You even mentioned Post Malone. I was able to work with Post Malone before he put White Iverson out, before he put yeah. any music. Wow. In. And it was really cool to kind of watch that process go down. Same thing with Khalid and um, even like working with Kehlani early on. You know, I feel like we also find ways to grow with the artists from a peer-to-peer -peer relationship way and as well as like somebody that they trust when it comes to ears and uh, creativity. So it's, exactly. been, it's been really great to kind of build these relationships with them and not always try to like, let me try to own you. It's like, no, let's just continue to build together and find ways to genuinely consistently make the check. And, and that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Is Leon, for you, on terms of you actually performing, you singing, how do you decide that? How do you decide, you know what, I wanna fucking do this myself. I want this song from me. Right, right. Well, you know, I have a whole catalog of music that nobody's ever heard. You know what I'm saying? That is just mine. That is just genuinely for my stuff. And I think that's a great way to do it. I keep different folders for, you know, some of the stuff I'm willing to, you know, let go. And some of the other stuff, they don't even have the option to hear to like, see if they like it or not. You know, it's, it's, it's for me. And I know it because I have a certain DNA and formula to my own personal music. How do you, again, it's not too long ago, but how, how do you handle the fact that I told my daughter, who's 21 now, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm talking to you tonight. She's like, oh, my God, I loved him. I loved oh. him. She, <laughs> so cool. she knew you from Victorious. Uh, I just got a text from another girl who's a friend with her. Same thing. I loved. Like, do you, do you try to let it go? Do you hold on to it? What do you do with it? I think it's something great to embrace. You know, I, I mean, I, I recently just worked with Ariana. Me and her, we're on the same show together, just just to give you perspective, yeah. you know, and, and, and genuinely staying friends with everybody from the show and continuing to use the relationships from Nickelodeon and Viacom has been nothing but a bonus, a help, you know, to what I'm doing, if anything, you know. But, but I think it's very important to... You know, for me, uh, throughout my career, I've definitely done things to make sure that I, I stamp my feet in the acting world outside of the Nickelodeon umbrella. And I was able to do uh, Insecure on uh, HBO with Issa yep. Rae and, and work with Catherine Bigelow, um, who's an Oscar award winning, you know, director. And, and she was able to really kind of show me that, all right, you know, this next level is definitely, it's definitely real. So, you know, for me, I've been, you know, putting putting the work in to, to genuinely be ready to step back on the on the um, theatrical stage as well. So everything is moving and it's- So, so Chris, when, when Leon gets, a, gets an offer to, 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 to go shoot a movie, what do you say? Go do it, get your money. We yeah. got someone in the computer and at the end of the day- Chris is in law school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Chris I'm is in law school. He's about to take the bar, he can't tell me shit. Like <laughs> So we I got, got an executive thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both busy and-, but, and yeah, But we, we'll make room, if it's a big record, if there's a massive record, 
You know what I'm saying? And let's say he's out. I'm on my phone. You know I'm sending phone. files. Dropbox like, is a great yo, way. And I make leave room. It's like, yo, Adonis, I'm not going to go and do fucking Drake or somebody and not get break a piece of the pie or go do whatever, you know, whatever. It's always like, you know, you leave room. And there's shit that, like, we'll do on our own if it's, you know, whatever, if, it, if it's yeah. too convoluted. But for the most part, you know, I think the general rule of thumb that we kind of operate in is if it's, if it's life-changing shit, Let's do it. Let's do it together. Exactly. Where did the where did the where did the rascals name come from? Uh being the youngest at the studio at the time. Exactly. So we were like, I mean, it was everybody around us was like in their forties, you know, fifties, just <laughs> doing anything, <laughs> maybe late thirties, you know. But like we were definitely the youngest ones, and at, at times it was like, are these interns? What's going on? It's like old school sessions, you know. But like we ended up really putting ourselves in rooms with giants and and, and, and learn so much by seeing Babyface, the, one of the greatest songwriters ever, like just continue to to, to to cultivate creativity every single day. And it was really dope to-, to So, to so, so Leon and Chris, uh, I, I was uh, good friends, still am friends with Jermaine Dupree and this is 20 years ago, but uh, Jermaine so always had two things going on. One, he always had a young kid around him on purpose because he wanted to know what the young people were listening to. He wanted to feel close to a younger audience. And two, whenever he had a song, he'd go to a strip club. He'd All go right. to a strip club. The first <laughs> he'd go to, you know, uh, the the dirtiest ass strip club in Atlanta and play the song because he want he knew if the song had cachet, he would see it in the club. He'd see the reaction. Exactly. Is there anything is there anything like that that you guys do that you hold constant to see if if what you're working on or what you're doing is the right direction? Well, we we collaborate all the time, and I think that's an amazing thing to do. Um, we have young producers that we've been grooming as well that we've been working with. Um, one of the producers that uh, I've been working with for some years now actually was able to get uh, some parts on the new Ariana song that just came out, a safety net as well. So I was able to kind of present an opportunity as well as just help kind of build this 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 real working relationship. And um, he's definitely got his ears to the streets. And I know Chris is always yeah. like checking out new artists. So we're just we're just consistently learning, you know, yeah. staying students of the game. It is is um... <laughs> my nanny made me my drink, and now she's telling me. Leon, that her daughter Bianca loves you. She just texted me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Chris, Chris, don't you get fucking sick of that hearing this shit about him? <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, man, this guy's an exec. He's doing it. <laughs> so, but Leon, I'm curious. I'm curious if you take a step back, what you've been able to accomplish, not, you know, less than 1% can in taking. To be to have longevity in any industry is really hard. What do you think it? What do you think it is? I have my own view of you, but what is you? What do you think it is you have that is keeps propelling you for success? I think in every industry, I'm nice to people. Like I'm, I'm genuinely not gonna be out here on some like you know super hard to work with shit. And and I think if you can if you can find a way to create real relationships with people outside of the work for two seconds and genuinely like get to them as a human being, you can truly build something great. And that's what I've been able to do with the artists I work with. That's what I've been able to do. Even like building uh, relationships with casting directors, working as um, an, an actor as well. It came from me genuinely having a relationship 
and knowing these people on a real level outside of just the work, you know. Simple. Did anybody did anybody teach you this? Did anybody my mother, watch my, my mother as a child when I was doing Broadway, one thing she would do every Christmas and we weren't very very rich, but what she would do, she would get very nice bottles of wine and she would send it to every department head and she would get little gifts for some of the people who were kind of working, you know, like stagehands, stuff like that. And it was simple things, man. You know, like you spend a little bit of money, take some time to write out a card. And the next thing you know, you have a friend for life because you took the time to say, yo, I acknowledge you. Thank you for your service. Or even just like happy holidays, you know, real simple shit, but it works. And and wine was a great way to kind of get there. So no, it's kind of interesting. Well, now, now you got Bel Air. Now you got Bel Air. Yeah, exactly. Bel Air. No, but I, I think, right. but I, I, I am successful because of what you just said. It's the little things that add up to make a big fucking difference. And if you're exactly. nice to people and you're genuine and it's real, you can make a difference and they're going to connect with you. And if it's, there's something that I think Chris said as well, it doesn't have if you can create that organic relationship with people, you're going to connect and something good's going to come from it. Exactly. Exactly. So what's next for you guys? What's the next big goal for you? Well, right now for me, I'm just um, getting my companies together. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sign some producers right now. I'm also working on a new project as an artist. Uh, we, we just finished mixes. So now we're shooting music videos and I'll be releasing a uh, top of the year, which I'm super excited about. And, um, you know, for me, just, just continuing to just like, you know, fight on it in the acting space as well. Um, 2021 should be a good year for films kind of coming back with the Netflix culture. I'm seeing uh, its peak. So, I'm definitely ready to just kind of, you know, swing for the hill, see what happens. That's awesome. Well, if there's anything, well, we, we play heavy in the music space and uh, we're all about helping uh, everybody in any possible, we don't want anything, we just want to help. But we, we, we've we got some nice solid relationships and we're, we're, we're producing things on our own, uh, not, not like you, but on the back end supporting side. So yeah. any way we can contribute to you and Chris, please ask, please ask. Hey, so hang on and Chris, Definitely gonna before, make it before we go, I, I do a quick thing, word association, 10 words I'm going to ask. Uh, just give me one word answer, all right? Okay. Music. Passion. The Rascals. Brothers. Success. Needed. <laughs> August Rush. Oh, history. Ariana Grande. Star. This one. Motivation. Family. Russ. <laughs> awesome. Awesome guy. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> Happiness. Consistency. Rick Ross. <laughs> boss, <laughs> boss, fair enough, guys. Fucking love it. I'm, I'm so, you're, you're the type of people. Honestly, I, I'm not a good bullshitter. You want to root for you guys. You're 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 doing it right. You're doing the right things. You think of the things from a business perspective and logically. Um, 
I think it's awesome. If there's anything I can possibly freaking do, please ask. Uh, I wish you guys continued, not, not success, continued success. Thank Keep you. fucking grinding. Finish law school. Hit the next movie and produce more. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Have a good one. Cheers. Later.